1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle. If you previously subscribed to us on Podbean, make the switch or switch to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other podcast app. Also, 5 You can find these episodes there, but you hit the like and subscribe button, you get all of our other content, including F1 MMA, Miami Hurricanes with six ring, and of course, the Miami Dolphins with three yards per carry, the Extra yard, the final yard, and all kinds of other yards. And check out fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Louis Sung, and others. We are sponsored today by our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code FIVE, F-I-V-E. get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. You know how this thing works. You put down 20, they'll give you 20. You put down 100, they'll give you 100. You can play all of the different sports there. But the thing that we're kind of pushing right now are the NFL props for the season. If you're a Dolphin fan, 39. 150 yards for tua you like that over or under waddle with 87 and a half catches Tyreek kill with 87 and a half catches that's the kind of stuff that you can play over prize picks use the code five and now tonight's episode
2: Down to yeah. yeah. uh, five the floor Ride for my dogs. Yeah. where is the game Check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, ram bubble frauds. Just like Buckler said, you in trouble, y'all Cat the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one here Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnett, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Lito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And from the Tri-County area, I'm not sure exactly which part, our friend Brian Fonseca. You can follow him at, what what is it again? Brian Fonseca NY, right? Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. With a Y, of course.
1: Are you the only true New Yorker in the network now that I can't claim it anymore, even though I went to grad school there and was born there?
3: Uh, I'm born and raised and still here. And I'm actually on the, on the process of getting another apartment here. So I ain't going nowhere for the time being. So probably.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, so you're the one I can see up there. I don't think we have any other New Yorkers in the network. So uh, we're uh, we'll add one. You're not a Nick fan though, or at least he doesn't claim that. No, I'm uh, so not. Here's, yeah, so, so here's what we're <laughs> going to do today though. Kevin Durant situation has played itself out. Um, the Heat were waiting for this to play out. I guess it's better for it to play out by, you know, the third third week of August, third or fourth week of August, than to drag into the season so that the players on the team can kind of know what their status is, or at least most of them can know what their status is. Uh, but, of course, the, the Miami Heat wanted Kevin Durant. That's the reason they were waiting for the, the Tyler Hero extension. That's also the reason that they didn't uh, make a trade for a power forward at this point, because when you have a generational player available, your plans or possibly available, your plans change. The chances of them getting Kevin Durant, even if he was going to be traded, were always slim. We always said that. But I also thought, and others did here too, that there was a possibility he would not get traded. The Nets would just basically try to, in their words or, or the Heat's words, run it back. Uh, and that, that's what would, would occur. And that is what's probably going to occur now. I want to start with Brian, though, because he's got the perspective in New York. I, I'll start here. And then the second part of the episode, we will get into the Heat and where they kind of go from here. Uh, did, did the New York media take, kd seriously because it doesn't feel like it
3: i think that they had to act like they had to because what were they going to do for two months in terms of content and you know every day week whatever the case may be there was some new spin on it but i think ultimately i know for me i thought there was a little chance that he would actually get traded like you you talk yourself into the possibility because it's kevin durant it's july we're bored now it's august we're bored even worse and I didn't think that there was a point that he was actually going to be traded because I think, I think there's a question if whether or not Rudy Gobert goes for the package that he goes for, whether or not Kevin Durant actually gets traded. I think that really messed up everything, first off, because the Rudy Gobert package was so insane for Rudy Gobert. And it's like, all right, so the Nets are going to want even more for Kevin Durant. No team is going to be willing to do that because what is Kevin Durant joining if you're gutting your entire roster, which is the entire, you know, fight that we've had here, not fight, but like, you know, the conversation that we've had here in terms of like, what are you willing to trade for him? So, I mean, look up here in New York, it is what it is. I I think that people took it seriously to some extent because they had to, because otherwise they'd just be bored out of their minds. Like I was um, and focus on other things, quite frankly. And, you know, I mean, it's the nets. So like they, Don't get that much attention up here. Like Nets fans are ecstatic. They're elated. They're glad they're running it back. Um, Well, we'll see about the Kyrie portion of this, but in terms of everyone else, it's kind of like, all right, you know, well, whatever. We'll revisit the NBA when the NBA starts. A lot of people right now are honestly locked into Mets, Yankees and football coming up. Not as much football because the football teams up here aren't going to be very good, but other sports.
1: (laughs) I feel like we said that for 20 years, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, Alex, So the one thing we haven't really talked about in the context of the Nets is that if those guys came back with some of the pieces that they added, that they would actually be pretty damn good. Like potentially like for all the way, all the way rock them last season. And you know, the, the old guys that they were rotating in at the bigs and then obviously bringing in Dragic, you know, we've been talking in the context of Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia, but that was with the assumption that Katie was going to be traded somewhere, possibly out West to get out of the conference. Now he's not, where, where do you put them?
2: It's an interesting question. I was thinking about that today after the news came out and, you know, just to start this off, I, I have so much egg on my face after today because on several podcasts, I was saying that I would be shocked if this happened, right? Like if their whole resolution just comes down to he's staying like, Not only because of, you know, this past decade or so of stars getting their way when they make those trade requests, not even getting to, you know, superstars of KD's caliber. Right. So besides all that precedent, um, I think it got so public, especially when you talk about the last development before this a couple of weeks ago with the whole it's me or it's Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Like and now all of them, you know, everything is just cool now, I guess. Right. Like nobody's (laughs) everybody's still there. Uh, So the whole situation is a little weird. I definitely did not see this coming. I thought he was going to be moved. I thought he was just kind of set on, on making that happening. Jesus making that happen. And the fact that it didn't happen is mind blowing to me. Now on top of that, I think this is not the best case scenario for the heat, but it's not the worst, right? I think the worst would would have been him going to the Celtics or the Raptors, right? Like building a powerhouse in the conference. And now the Nets are going to be a very good team, like you were hinting at there. I I don't think they're going to be a powerhouse, but I think they have a chance to be a good team um, if everybody's playing. I think it's a pretty comfortable situation for Simmons where he doesn't have to really get out of his comfort zone. He can continue to be the type of player that he is where he will always pass out to shooters, can worry about just kind of uh, playing defense and playing his game. He doesn't have to really do much more than that. So I think be an effective player for them. They've got a ton of shooters. He's great at finding shooters. So for all the jokes, I think basketball-wise, in theory, they could be a pretty good team. Now, I don't know how good that formula will be in the playoffs. Like, I think that's to be seen. Uh, We haven't seen anything yet. But um, I think right now, if you were, were to pull everybody, right, like from a national perspective, the Heat are probably uh, fifth or below, I think, when you put them behind uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, and now Brooklyn. Because I think it, the, the general – I don't think the consensus is that the Heat are going to be better than those teams. It's Maybe I'm wrong the- about that, but I just think people are down on them in general. And other teams got better, of course.
1: Well, the thing is, it's not just the national media. It, it's it's also the the books. I mean, all of the sports books – now have the Heat fifth in the East. I mean, there is a consensus of Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and now I just saw today, Brooklyn is slotted in. So right now, the the books are not projecting the Heat as a home court team in the Eastern Conference. So one of the things I want to get to in the second part of this episode, but I want to go to Greg on something first, is kind of, okay, what can the other teams do to stay ahead of them, I guess? Because we're all talking about what the Heat you know, can still do to kind of make up ground there. And I think we all agree they need to make up some ground, at least on Boston Milwaukee. But what can the other teams do? But, Gray, I'll just go to on this because we, we have mocked the Nets. We've mocked the Nets for the way they've handled pretty much everything with these two guys. They let them pick their own coach. Uh, the Kyrie situation was a complete debacle, right? And they were just signing old guys off the street who can't defend the play up front. But the offseason wasn't bad. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, we were all like, okay, well, it doesn't matter that they brought in T.J. Warren for the minimum um who's a guy who was like you know a bubble god okay and if he comes back healthy he can give him some scoring that they didn't have before um you know it, it, and it doesn't matter about some of their other moves or camp thomas development, any of the other guys on the team because they're not going to have kb kd as a centerpiece but when you look at that team now it's a better constructed team than the one they had last year
4: yeah and i think like that move where they sent a first round pick for royce o'neill it makes a lot more sense today than it did on draft night um uh, or at least shortly after draft night, I guess is when that trade request came in. I guess I'll say this about Brooklyn. Um, one, I'm kind of glad that this whole dramatic situation is over with. I felt like it was getting like almost to the point where when he got traded, it was going to feel anticlimactic. And like, that's just a weird place to be when you're talking about an iconic NBA superstar getting traded that we're all so def- like just tired of the whole process. Um, Process. I don't like that word. Anyway, uh, Brooklyn, I do agree though, that there's something to be said for the fact that they have frontline talent. That's great. Kyrie is playing for a contract, say whatever you want about that, but he is playing for one. And, um, the heat of yet to make any improvements and they've lost players. We can talk about how far they've slid and how realistically they can close that gap with maybe some internal stuff and external stuff, etc. I think there's a conversation to be had, but um I don't think that it's crazy to have them slotted fifth uh because like they've they haven't added anyone at all and all of those other teams made at least some movement within the conference.
1: Yeah, and I think there's general agreement that those are the five teams that th- those are the five that you, you, then you start to look at atlanta and some of the other teams that may be a slight notch below even though they made a big addition in deshaunty murray but uh I, I do think there's agreement that those are the five teams all right we're going to come back we're going to discuss the heats perspective on this and also the one big fish that may or may still be out there or the one orca that may or may still be out there and what else the heat can do before we do though I'll tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network you guys know this one because you're using it on Twitter all the time. It's Water Cleanup. If you're a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim, you're dealing with water mold or fire damage, you got to find a reputable, fully licensed, insured and certified contractor, your leaks, all that stuff. They can take care of it. Water Cleanup of Florida, there for you 24 hours a day. No need to bring in other contractors. They'll handle the entire job for you. They'll do it honestly. I've had experience with them directly on this, and they've got more than 60 years of experience. Michael Robert and their whole team. And they've also, they're also huge heat fans. If you're ever up there in Boca Raton, you'll see all the Haslam stuff and everything else that they got going on, but they can service the entire tri-county area. So reach out to Michael at his personal cell 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356 or watercleanupflorida.com. And you know, the slogan, if you've got the
4: schmutz, they got the guts.
1: All right, let's get to the next part of this. I apologize. Uh, Mike is out a little bit tonight. So if you're missing me some, that's why. Some of you probably appreciate that. Let's talk about the Heat's perspective, though. But let's, before we pivot, Brian, let's go to Donovan Mitchell because there's a New York story there, too, right? So, I mean, the Knicks, depending on who you believe, are willing or are not willing to trade RJ Barrett, would rather trade him than Grimes, would not rather trade him than Grimes, are offering 17 first round picks, or offering three first round picks. Uh, It just kind of depends on the moment. So before we get to the heats part of this, which obviously there's a relationship between Donovan Mitchell and Bam. We just saw that at summer league. Um, Obviously I think this is a place that he would want to be, but he has the ties to New York through the Mets through his father. Uh, So you, you, you tell me like, how realistic are they viewing the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell at this stage?
3: There was a point where people thought it was a foregone conclusion. And I remember you and I had talked about this off mic a while ago where I had Told you basically, some, and I'm not going to like report what it was, but there was something that occurred to me that I knew personally that the Donovan Mitchell thing got really, really serious at one point um, up here in New York. But then for whatever reason, that slowed down. I don't know if Kevin Durant had anything to do with that because I don't think Kevin Durant was going to the Knicks anyway. But with Donovan Mitchell, like, yeah, the Knicks have the hard on for him and they've been wanting to try to get in this game for him for a while. It's just a matter of how many picks are they willing to part with. But for me, from a roster construction standpoint, I still have questions because then it's like, all right, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. And then there's questions about like who's going to get the ball where or whatever. Like, I don't know where that actually puts them. Like we talked about top five teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm not sure if that puts them there. But when talking about Miami's next move and I always thought Donovan Mitchell for them was more realistic than and more realistic and more attainable than Kevin Durant. I think this is where it gets interesting now because I don't think you get Donovan Mitchell to keep them away from the Knicks as much as you just get them to make your team better. Cause that's the kind of score you need. But I also wonder if we're just going to wind up back in the place where we were before, which is like Miami from their perspective. It's like, we always thought that they should at minimum get a four, a legit four to start in that starting lineup. And after all this turmoil, if you want to call it that, It looks like we're just going to circle back right into that thinking where it's like at bare minimum, get a Jay Crowder or Marcus Morris or Harrison Barnes and then just move along from there. But I think if Donovan Mitchell can be had by Miami and the package is reasonable and obviously doesn't include Bam or Jimmy, then you go ahead and do it. I just don't know like where Miami is at that point, but I know the Knicks are pushing. Um, I don't know if they're going to get this done before the season starts, but they are, in fact, pushing for it. We know that damn, Brian, you got sources. I didn't know this. You're holding out on us, man. Bro- look, I've broken some things. I just hey, don't, man. I just don't, I'm just not a new, I'm no, not, he I, don't, sent me I don't something chase good.
1: that. He sent me something good about a month ago.
3: Um, Text yeah. me that it, shit It, next it, it was time. just
1: hard to officially confirm, but it's.
3: Uh, and I also didn't want to get somebody in trouble, but yeah, like, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan's yeah. so responsible.
4: <laughs> I'll go straight reckless with you, but Ethan, no, no, I'm joking. That
1: was the big thing. But Greg, I'm, look, it all comes down to attainable, right? I mean, the interest in the player is clear. But it's just about attainable. But you're dealing with Danny H. Um, you're dealing with somebody who just made the Gobert trade to his credit and got all those picks. And unless Donovan forces his way and says, I want to play in this place. And even if he does, they don't need to send him there. So I, I, I don't I don't I mean, I don't for Heat fans who thought, OK, once the Durant thing is gone, you get more clarity on Mitchell. I'm not really sure that's the case.
4: No, I go back to the Gobert thing. I mean, I, I hate to to keep using that as a crutch, but like the market in each offseason is set by certain touch points throughout. And
1: Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the
4: Floor in the Five Reasons
1: Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles, I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard, so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German engineered blades made in their own factory so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them Longer, And also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, Don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set.
5: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
4: The Go Bear trade was that of this offseason, and it completely changed the way people were looking at returns because it's about optics like you trade go bear and then you don't get as much for donovan mitchell like that you know all of a sudden you become a joke and like that's unfortunately i think teams kind of think about that stuff and so the value for for mitchell has gone crazy i know miami has obviously uh made offers they haven't made their best offers their bests in finals that's how i understand it so i think that they likely will will poke around there. But ultimately, this was the thing that um, I just unprompted earlier today, and I'm trying to get the tweet up quickly. Uh, I was sent, Bobby Marks tweeted today, Miami's cap situation going forward. So I, I think that this is an important point of clarification as we talk about upgrades, um, just based off of what I was told. So 13 guarantee, this is from Bobby Marks, 13 guarantee contracts with UD signing one partial guarantee with Haywood Highsmith. They have two, two ways done three exhibit tens that gets guys to Sioux Falls. They are, this is funny. Andy, shout out to you, man. They are 162,830,000 for 162,830 dollars from the luxury tax. Here's where I'm at.
1: Wait, hold before you do that. So that can sign Brian Fonseca or no?
4: Um I think it, I think it could well, sign. Keep, I mean been, I don't know his situation <laughs> but I think that that could, sign, minimum me.
1: Of could,
4: 000. Uh, could <laughs> sign me. you sign me? No. I'll take that. I'll right? take that right now. Shit.
1: Shoot, I'll split it between the three. Go ahead. Yeah, Wait, but this is what
4: I uh, Alex is in. He don't even got unmute. Um so this is what I was told that Donovan Mitchell they'll go over that 162k and pay tax. Other than that, every other trade y'all put in your trade machines like if it look at the salaries, do the math. Every trade will require a calculator because I do not believe they're going to cross that luxury tax threshold for anybody but a player like Donovan Mitchell go forward.
1: But Alex, if that's the case, then the, our next two weeks are blown because we're going to do a bunch of episodes about the four that they could trade with, a uh, trade for. But so but let me pivot back to you, Greg, though, because this will be the next question that fans ask. So, but if you trade Duncan in a first... I mean, you could conceivably make a trade that would bring in a, a, a four without pushing you over the threshold, right?
4: It's You're right. A, yeah. Right. Just an equal or lower to salary that they would swap out. You're totally right.
1: All right. So, I mean, let's at least consider that because I think they're they for sure.
4: I that. didn't mean to throw a no, wet blanket no, but, on but, tropical but, but, blanket.
1: No, no. But the, the other thing about it though, is too, that they could also wait and they have more tradable contracts as they go forward. So that's, that's the other thing. All right. So Alex, on that note, um, What is, let me throw this because we're in a different place now, now that Durant's not out there. What is your maximum offer for Donovan Mitchell?
2: That's a good question. He he makes Um, it
1: clear that he wants to be here. What, well, let's say, okay, what's your maximum?
2: Well, you just added that in at the end, and that definitely makes it, you know, a little bit of a tougher conversation because if you're saying that he, you know, he's made it clear he wants to play for the Heat and it's just the Heat, then my uh, final offer is definitely a lot lower. But if you're just saying final offer, like, as in best offer, I think it's um, a lot of what we talked about already. But I just wanted to, you know, point out the parallel with the Knicks, right? Because this whole thing where they may or may not get R.J. Barrett, the whole package is a bunch of young dudes, right? And a bunch of draft picks. And although that's kind of common now, I think the fact that that's been thrown out there. You know, uh, it's kind of indicative of what Danny Ainge wants to do there with the Jazz. And I think especially with what happened with Gobert, like the whole the team stinks of rebuild, right? And a lot of the guys that they will have left over are guys who could get sold for picks later on, right? Even if it's not many, like you could probably get something in return for Conley, for Bogdanovich, for um, some of the guys that they just got in the uh, Gobert deal, like Beverly, like Malik Beasley. So the whole thing just stinks of Danny Ainge, and that's what makes me skeptical of this, right? But uh, I do think the Heat can go with a stronger offer than they've thrown out, right? That I'm, I'm just guessing here. Look, looking from the outside, it seemed like they were kind of honed in on KD. And uh, the whole thing with the Knicks not really looking for that much as far as short-term talent is what makes me a little bit optimistic, right? Or if the Heat really want to go all in on this, maybe it might have a real chance. Cause like Tyler Hill was a lot better than any player that the Knicks are throwing there. Right. Unless it's RJ, I think him and RJ are comparable. I'm, you know, I'm taking Tyler per, per personally, but in general, I think they can get in the mix. I think they can get in the mix and we talked about how they could uh, have to make some of the pick stuff happen. You know, they, they, they could get really creative, but the whole tax thing is a little bit worrisome to me because I think that probably limits the pool of available vets, uh, that they can trade for. But, um, but yeah.
1: But Brian in, in the, in the eyes of Knicks fans, um, because we know Mitchell Robinson is the next wilt and we know, we know the way that they treat their guys, right? Like every, it's, it's a Knicks and Yankees fan thing. I, I mean, you're too young for this, but Dan Pascal was the next Babe Ruth and Hensley Mullins. And, and I, there's just a long list of, of New Yorkers who, you know, Kevin Moss, you know, again, probably in the hall of fame by now, but, in the eyes of Knicks fans, like, would they, ra- would, are there some who would actually rather give up Barrett than Grimes? Cause I've seen some of that, like because Grimes had seven steals in a summer league game that all of a sudden he's like the next one.
3: I, I hope that's not the case. I look, I, I'm not going to like derail anything here, but I'm pro RJ Barrett. I'm not trading him from Knicks, but I think that he'd also be better served in a place like Miami that could actually develop him better. Uh, because what they've been doing with him the last few years doesn't make sense. They finally let him have the ball like midway through last year, and then he started playing better. Uh, instead of just putting him in the corner offensively and having him just guard whoever defensively, um, yeah, I think that with the Knicks it gets really interesting because Tyler Hero is definitely like if you're Miami, he's definitely in that package no matter what. With the Knicks, RJ Barrett becomes a question, and really they don't want to put him in that package and rightfully so, like. They'd give you Julius Randle all day if they could, but that's not going to happen either. And it's like what they want to assemble is a Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle team. If they could do it and they figure that they have the young players and picks uh, and contracts to make that work, which they do. Brian, the
1: team's not going to guard anybody.
3: I don't think so either, but I'm saying like (laughs) this is what they're trying to do. But if you're Miami, you're like, remember, and Greg, you mentioned this. I don't remember how many weeks ago on the show, but... Danny Ainge, as much as he wants to play hardball with Pat Riley, with the Heat, et cetera, really liked Tyler Hero before the draft. And I would imagine that he probably likes him more now than he did back then, because he's actually been a lot better than I think a lot of people expected. Danny Ainge probably included. And I think if you're going to, you're obviously centering the package around him. You don't have the picks that the Knicks do, but you do have the player. And I make this joke all the time, but let's be honest. Tyler Hero, Utah, marketability, it's all right there. It's all right there. And he wouldn't be going by himself either. It'd be Duncan Robinson. Also like, I don't know what the final package is, but hero Duncan, you know, maybe you're throwing in your or whatever, like the picks to make yeah. it work. But I think that you re- to Alex's point, you really have a chance uh, assuming that Knicks don't want to throw RJ Barrett in there. And quite frankly, I think Danny Ainge reportedly likes Tyler Hero more than RJ Barrett. I think that's something that I saw at some point this summer, but then again, I've seen a lot of shit this summer, and 90, 90% of it is bullshit, and that's funny. Sounds Alex. about white. So, but, yeah, there you go. But,
1: but by the way, though, Tyler Hero would be the most counterculture athlete to ever play in Utah, actually. So I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, there's, there's certain markets Tyler would be a perfect fit in, I, I would think, but maybe, maybe more so than, than Utah, just for, for other reasons. But, okay, we're, when we come back, um, we're going to do this rapid fire here, okay, because – You know, we've been saying, okay, they got to turn the page when Durant is gone. And I mean they're going to hold out for Mitchell for a certain point, but eventually maybe they turn the page there too. So are the Heat going to open the season with Caleb Martin or Jimmy Butler at Power Forward? We'll talk about that in a second before we do. Talk about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's better edge, betteredge.com backslash five reasons. That's with an O in Better Edge. You get $20 to play if you just go to that link. It's betteredge.com backslash five reasons. It's different from fantasy. This is a gambling product, but here's the thing about it. It's different from the other gambling products you see in the sense that it's legal uh, here. It's not offshore. It's peer-to-peer. So you're not betting against a book. You're betting against your friends or other people that you meet there on the website, and you can find the line that you want. So go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com backslash five reasons. All right, so let's get to it then, because, and again, let's try to do these in a minute or less. I just want to go to your guys' thoughts on this. If they're going to pivot now, okay, I guess the question is, uh, well, two questions, so you you have have a minute, okay, each. First question is, should they just give up on the Donovan Mitchell thing, go get themselves a power forward and go into the season, now that it's not Mitchell and Durant, and if they do do that, who is it? Uh, I'll start with you,
4: Alex.
2: So I don't think they should give up on the Mitchell thing. Uh, I think I've made it clear before. I, I, I think I'm high on Donovan Mitchell. Like, I'm, I'm high on his game. I see the flaws in his game and why people don't like some of the stuff he does. I think he'll be a great basketball fit here. Already has some of the relationships. I think they have a great or a very good defensive infrastructure to help him out where he doesn't really stick out as much. Um, like, you could have concerns about it, especially if you're talking about a Lowry Mitchell backcourt. Lowry might have to go... Uh, in a deal anyways but just in general I think uh, it's worth the trouble because the dude is somebody who would raise I think your floor and your ceiling and it's very young fits the BAM timeline and the Jimmy timeline like it just makes so much sense for them to go on in on it now instead of you know where this whole thing where they were one of two teams mentioned for Durant it became more teams afterwards of course but uh, now that that's out of the way I think it would definitely behoove them to go back with uh, talking to Danny Ainge flirting with him and to, you know, talking trades, because, you know, like we talked about before, I just think, like, it's it, it's kind of – it is what it is at this point, right? They spent the whole summer in trade rumors. I, I think it's no secret at this point. Just go all in, right? You You're Lean into that, because I, I don't think you can go back and tell your guys, oh, you know, well, we were never doing that. It's just become so public. I think the Mitchell thing is, you know, if he's really out there to be had and they can get in the mix, they should definitely try. And uh, as far as a four – Um, I think they're looking at it as, you know, it it, it seems like trade deadline is their real deadline to acquire another vet if they can't figure out this whale hunting uh, process. Right. And I think it's going to be one of Morris or Crowder. That's just what my what my gut is telling me. Right. Like, I think if when I close my eyes and picture it, right, close your eyes. And this is for the listeners. Close your eyes and picture it for a moment. Who is the heat starting power forward? at the start of the playoffs. And it, it really, I can't picture anybody else, but Jay Crowder or Marcus Morris. Jay Crowder or Marcus
1: Morris. Are if they trade two, for
2: somebody. Greg, are those your two?
4: Yes. And for a reason that I don't think, uh, it goes back to what I just mentioned. If they were able to swing deals for those, even using Duncan Robinson, both of those guys, there's ways where they could take back just a little less salary, like incoming, then Duncan and whoever else is going out, get further away from the tax, get a little more breathing room. So totally viable options. I think they should consider like, hell, we've been suffering this long. Just keep on going with this Donovan Mitchell, see it through. And then obviously pivot to these next options. Cause the beauty, I guess, of waiting for a Marcus Morris or a Jay Crowder type option is that like, ain't nobody like going to say, Oh man, y'all should have done that. in back in July, like, you know, you can kind of wait on that type of move. And there's also because they make slightly less than Duncan and maybe another player you would package with Duncan. I think that that's what makes them viable. It's them $24 million players that I just don't see the heat or like, Uh, I think Harrison Barnes makes 20 million or something like that. Slightly more than Duncan, I guess, is the moral of the story. That's where I think it will get weird and they won't go into the tax. So it's those names that that Alex mentioned. This is about my minute being up. But uh, yeah, that's where they're at. Donovan Mitchell and then on to Marcus Morris. That's my leader in the clubhouse. I got one
2: of those scores. Harrison Barnes makes about one more million than Duncan next season, by the way, just to point that out. So it's they're, just- they're not going to do that.
4: I, I don't see them going into the tax for Harrison Barnes. I just no. don't. I, I know people if- are going to hate that. And we can have a conversation on another episode about what that means and what that says about their commitment to actually winning in the Jimmy window. I'm using air quotes now for tonight, but I don't think they're going over the tax unless it's for a star.
2: What Brian, if it's like yeah, a two-for-one no. thing where they send out more money? You know what I'm saying? Like It could be one of those Andy Ellesburg creative routes. Anyway, oh, go ahead, Ethan.
4: Yeah.
1: Brian, thanks for joining us, but Greg and Alex took your time, so we won't be needing your services any further. Uh, no, I'll let you get in here at the end. Uh, I'll, so I'll, I'll, we'll cut my time instead. Uh, Jay Crowder, I think, is going to end up being the answer. I, I don't know when, but I think that's likely what's going to happen. It's It strikes me. I saw some numbers in Phoenix about how well Cam Johnson played as a starter last year. And it feels like that's something they're going to do to give a little life to that team now after what happened last year in the playoffs. So I, I could absolutely see them, you know, making some moves to fortify the bench bring, uh moving Jay and, and starting Cam Johnson and going a little smaller at times, particularly if they're going to play through eight more often, Brian, you got a minute. Thank you, sir. Oh, by the way, you can follow me, at Brian Fonseca. That's with a Y and um, also check out our sponsors prize picks. Use the code five betteredgecom backslash five reasons. Get your $20 to play and our friends at Water Cleanup of Florida. Brian, go. What do you think they end up doing?
3: I think that they don't give up on Donovan Mitchell because why would you? If you were focused on Kevin Durant this entire time, then yes, you could pivot to Donovan Mitchell very easily. I felt like he was the more attainable guy anyway. And I think that if you're at minimum going to get a four, then I agree with Greg. It's Marcus Morris or Jay Crowder. I think that either one makes a lot of sense. Perhaps Jay Crowder, because you've actually seen that work. Although I think Marcus Morris is actually a better creator offensively, and he would be an interesting option and provide, in theory, some level of toughness, as we saw sort of demonstrated last year. But Donovan Mitchell is the one for me where I think that if you can make that happen, you absolutely do not give that up. And obviously, you're trying to team him with Jimmy and Bam. So when you watch them in the playoffs, that's the score that they need. He gives them the three levels, the type of dimensions that you would want, whatever the case may be. Like Tyler Hero can be somebody really good at some point, but Donovan Mitchell is that guy now. And that's what they need, I think, to get over the hump.
1: All right. Follow me, at Brian Fonseca, New York. We waited for the right episode with you. Get the New York perspective uh, here. And again, uh, make sure you check it out our off the floor feed. We're going to start populating that again. We're taking more of your ideas for episodes. Also dropping information when we got it. Maybe there will actually be some over the next couple of weeks now that some things have played out. So make sure you subscribe. It's free for the first week, $3.05 per, week, per month after that. So basically 75 cents a week. Uh, it's a better deal than the newspapers, we promise you. And again, you can find that on the top of the Five Reasons Twitter account.
0: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
5: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.